A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, turtle time, oh, turtle time, we're so happy to watch Bravo shows with our little turtle cuties and Villa Rosa VIPs. We love you all and wish you happy holidays this time of year. Thank Thank you you for for being being with us for for turtle time. Did you hear the Turtle Time holiday intro? <laughs> Just faintly in the distance. Wow. Was it like sort of like if a Christmas caroler was outside shouting far, from far away and you could only hear it a little bit? Yeah, because I couldn't let them in because I have COVID. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did you want to? I, I didn't know if you wanted to say that um, on the on I'll, this. I'll violate my own HIPAA. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't yeah, going to say said... The other day that I was supposed to go to the Madonna Inn, and now I can't because I have COVID. It is like the faintest line. Uh, I feel totally fine, but we were going to be visiting Jimmy's grandma, and I was like, I'm not fucking around with yeah. could uh, you, the elderly. Could you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. She would have so been I'm so just pissed. In my turtle den watching old Roni, um, so I didn't get to go either to on my trip or to your birthday, I'm, but how I'm, was it? I'm so sorry. Well, first and foremost, it's worse that you didn't get to go to the Madonna Inn with Jimmy's <laughs> grandma. But my birthday, I'll say, was a certified turtle success uh-huh. because six people showed up for me. We all had almost a full row of the Alamo Draft House. Um, everybody bought me a few drinks. So I drank a margarita. I drank about two beers while Poor Things was on the screen. And it was fun. I loved the movie. And then I loved talking about the movie with my friends after at Alamo Draft House. You were like, let's pour things. I <laughs> should have said that. And I would have been, they would have considered me one of the funniest people on their birthday if I would have said something like that. We were pouring things into different cups, alcohol wise. Is that what you meant? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So it was, it was a good, it was a very fun birthday. And then, and then, I told you just before, but 
we only stayed at the Alamo Draft House bar and just had a few drinks and just really discussed this film. You know, it felt like a full, like, you know, meeting of the minds about this movie. Um, and then we left, and I just came home and drank eggnog. Love that. Yeah, it was fun. Um, but I'm sorry, I, I didn't want, I, I don't want to sound too cheerful when you're going through what you're going through. No, it's fine. I, I, I'm taking it as a gift from the universe to relax and do nothing. That's, well, what a gift. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I'm ready for that too. I think starting tomorrow and after this recording session, I got to do some like shit because, you know, I'm traveling tomorrow, but, um, but I'm ready to do that as well. I'm, it's time yeah. to take a turtle time rest. Yes. Do you Put think away our, childish things. I want to. 2023 <laughs> was the year of childish uh, things. I always said that. I said, I'm, I'm partaking in childish things. 2024 is the year of the adult, right? Yeah. And turtle time yeah. is going to grow up into an adult. I hope so. This Make that big adult cash. Oh, man. Because, yeah, right now we're getting lemonade stand money like we're a little kid uh, that gets <laughs> allowance from their parents, like pocket change. Like, here's a quarter yeah. or tooth fairy money, I guess, is another. Milk money. Milk money. You can keep going on. <laughs> Any form of kid-type uh, monetary sustenance but if i'm if we can get our druthers obviously i want to upgrade to like you know corporate money like you know yeah cash in hand weekly paychecks uh ben, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about cash saslov man you don't think turtle time is going to be allowed to go on warner brothers discovery hbo max right like they'll air our episodes on the yeah. platform. Is there, a, yeah, is there a precedent for a podcast, a video, the video feed just being uploaded to one of those platforms? I mean, we could be the first. I think actually on Amazon Prime, you can upload your own content. I don't know if they still do that, but you could like create a show and like put it on Amazon. So maybe maybe we should upload this to Amazon Prime. Would that be fun? I like it. Yeah, yeah I mean, too. reminder to everyone: we are on YouTube. Right. If you've ever wondered what Amy and I do and, and look like and the, some of the visual references we say, you know, if yeah. that's a good place to go. What I suggest is listen to us auditarily or through your ears, right? Yeah. Right? What, what's the right word for that? Yeah. Uh, listen to auditory? us. Yeah. Listen to us in the auditory format. And then if there's any <laughs> moments that you really liked, switch over to YouTube and see those exact moments in visual form, right? Yeah. We're pretty. Yeah, right? I feel yeah. I might not be smart, but I'm pretty. Wow, Kristen Takeman. Was there a new <laughs> was there a new Roni that I missed already? Or there's still we're still waiting? Um that's a good question. Maybe tomorrow. Okay. It All might right. be Thursdays. Um also someone in the comments, you know, because we keep talking about Olivia Flowers obsession with Elvis. Yeah. Um the caption on one of our posts was no one loves Elvis more than Olivia. And someone commented Kristen Takeman erasure. Cause remember she's like wanted to fuck Elvis. Yes. Yes. I remember saying like, um, she would want to get married by the Elvis person impersonator in Vegas, but she'd be worried that she might fuck him afterwards. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we should, I don't know. Maybe we can make a montage of both. Yeah, yeah. I hate to. I think it's just because Kristen has been sort of out of the conversation for about eight years, so that I didn't yeah. remember that facet of her personality. But now that she's back in public consciousness, yes, she can be added to this. But can I yeah. tell you something that you already know, but maybe our little turtle cuties don't know? <laughs> sure. So, Patricia 
Ashul. Is that how you say her last name? I've never actually said it out loud. Whitney and Patricia. Yeah, it's like Ashul. Ash- it's Achel? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> There's a well, T, though. Don't let uh, Whitney marry Satchel. <laughs> oh, my God. Or right? do. Or do. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Patricia, uh, what you said is her last name and how it's pronounced. Seven is her TikTok. She's like new to TikTok. She's having time for life on TikTok. Uh, she showed Michael. I, I think I already said this. She showed, showed Michael getting into his vehicle um, yeah. in Sarasota. She's posting a lot of fun stuff. She's like fully into TikTok. And she commented on the Olivia Elvis mystery TikTok that we talked about, about all the little yeah. secret things. She like went back. She was digging into your account because that she, was not fresh. She is living in my Southern Charm <laughs> folder because I have a folder wow. of all Southern Charm content. She's going through it. I mean, I swear she's liked about eight videos of, of mine. R- random <gasps> stuff. BravoCon day one she liked. She liked me meeting Madison. And then finally on the Olivia video, she said, I'll solve your mystery, Riley. I bought that Elvis necklace at an auction for Whitney, and Whitney let Olivia uh, borrow it. So I think that means that that's one of Elvis's actual necklaces, right? That's insane. Right, because she said you don't, you wouldn't buy a Elvis associated necklace, a non right. Elvis necklace at an auction, right? I mean, it's, right? How I, much do you think that cost? I bet. I mean, well, money means nothing to Patricia. Um, so I don't, I think she could have paid 50 grand or something. I'm just speculating. That's what I was going to say. 50 grand. What what is on our mind? Are we just, we, you and I both (laughs) want 50 grand so much, right? Yeah. That's what's Um, going on. You should put, you should create a folder on TikTok where it's just the um, martini emoji is what it's called and put any videos you want her to see in there because she would be drawn like a moth to a flame. Oh, that is a good idea. You know what else you just made me think of (laughs) is that if you and I, did a, um, a turtle time? What's our what's our um, drinking companion series called? <laughs> tipsy Turtle Club. Uh, yeah, Tipsy Turtle Club. If we did a Tipsy Turtle Club where we made her martini with the smashed bag and the ice, yeah. and we made the perfect one, and you and I sipped it, that is catnip for Patricia, right? Yeah. Let's and do then, it. Okay, and then and then. Amy, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but in 2024, we already talked about how on January 6th, we want to go to Southern, um, to, to Patricia's house and eat the frozen royal wedding cake. What yeah. if we also tested our martini skills with her and we taught her butler how to make better ones? That would be great content. Do you think, I mean, that I, I'm thinking this is going to require a full day at Patricia and Whitney's house. Is that okay with you? Totally. I love it. I want to see it. I want to see all the rooms we've never seen. Um, I want to see how grand it looks in person. Um, I love it. Me too. Um, yes, me, me too. And I will say, um, Patricia did not respond to my, the direct message asking if we could eat that cake. So that's sort of TBD <laughs> okay. if you don't mind. Okay. And maybe, then maybe we can take her to the McDonald's drive-thru too. Yeah, yes. Okay. I think we have a, a pretty like a well thought out day I, I would say let's do mcdonald's first get her some mcdonald's so she's really happy then do the martini chugging contest so that she gets really really drunk and we get drunk together and then maybe yeah. finally she will say i'm drunk enough and i love you too so much you got me mcdonald's and you made me a bunch of martinis please let's all go to the table and i am going to bring out these, this frozen royal wedding cake and we all can eat it together i love it okay let's so okay and 
I, I forgot to ask. You're available on January 6th, right? I might have to move a couple things. <laughs> I have a standing uh, event. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever. I mean, I, I know, yeah, I, I had some things too, but I, I, I obviously I will shift it around. I think we fly in January 5th, you know, and to get to there, January 6th, I think we should, though, plan for the full day at Patricia's, if, if you'll permit. So let's just, let's clear off yeah. our schedules. Do you remember when I told you about how the morning show had an insurrection storyline? I've never forgot it and think <laughs> about it all the time. <laughs> um, so Reese Witherspoon on the show is dating Juliana Margulies. Um, okay. And she finds out about this cover-up. And so she's trying to dig out, like dig and find to confirm it. So she calls reese witherspoon's brother because she knows she had seen their texts talking about dc and then uh she goes have you ever been to dc before like we should all go and he goes never been somehow i don't know why i just need to go sometimes and she's like you motherfucker (laughs) whoa so it's basically you're lying (laughs) so she she knows because he's mentioned dc specifically in text so, yeah. wait, is it Juliana Margulies who is hot on the heels of this insurrectionist? <laughs> uh, so, she, <laughs> Reese Witherspoon is at the insurrection. She takes footage of an assault of a police officer. She was there as a journalist, like, though, right? Sorry. Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. And then she realizes uh, the attacker is unmasked and it's her brother. So, okay. she has this moral quandary of whether or not to delete the footage because she doesn't want her brother to get indicted. So she does delete it. But then her girlfriend, who's also a journalist, yeah. finds out and is disgusted and breaks up with her and is like, you make me sick. How do you even sit behind that desk? <laughs> yeah, wow. I'm very surprised that Reese Witherspoon was um, okay with playing you know, a character that would like, you know, <laughs> abandon their journalistic principles for their insurrectionist brother. That's kind of a... sure. Kind of but a... the uh, last moment of the season is her and her brother meeting outside of the FBI well, where they are going to walk in and implicate themselves. Both of them. Yeah, which so this... for her, it's like she has already, because of other reasons, partially that quit her job at the morning show. Spoiler. Um, so she's just going to have to reconfigure her lifestyle anyway but for the brother i'm like he's going to federal prison yeah did they show what was he one of the people that took a shit in a nancy pelosi's office (laughs) potentially they didn't show it but they didn't show that specific moment i'm really surprised it's so no i'm really surprised it's so january 6 uh coded (laughs) i know there the thing is i honestly get confused talking about it because i don't want to be wrong but that I think was a flashback or like they're like in the past slightly like there was a COVID season um, like they're a little bit behind. So okay. I think they were like, well, that was the big story that year, you know. So it's like Newsroom. If you ever watched Newsroom exactly. where it was like just two years past, but they wanted to like pretend like they were reporting on very contemporary events. Um, yeah. Okay, well, you know, I still, I don't think I'm going to watch Morning Show, but hearing it isolated <laughs> out of context like that from you is probably more entertaining than I could ever, you know, imagine the show could be. Yeah, you don't need to watch it. Do you mind if I just put a button on our January 6th conversation and uh, the Patricia conversation? 
Yeah, let's move on. No, no, no. Oh, oh no, no, no. I was going to just say, no, no, no. You don't have to. No, no, we don't have to move on. I just want to say, first off, uh, thank you so much to the people that let us know, um, pers- or, you know, privately that they were insurrectionists. That helps Amy and I a lot in terms of, you know, sort of the, t- <laughs> the 2024, you know, future assessment. So that was, that was good. A lot of people publicly said they weren't there. So that also helps. Yeah. So anyway. That was good to know from last. And I actually like being able to talk. It's not so far in the past. Like we just are getting these updates just as of yesterday. Right. Yeah. And then one, one last thing, just to button up the Patricia thing, January 6th and Patricia have nothing to do with each other. But I asked uh, Patricia <laughs> in that comment when she clarified uh, where she got that necklace, I asked her, um, did, did she enjoy the Boz Lerman Elvis film? So she has not gotten back to me yet, but we might know definitively if her Elvis infatuation or someone's Elvis infatuation is centered around Boz Lerman's Elvis. Just, you know, okay. I just wanted to be a, you know, journalistic responsibility there. Take journalistic responsibility. Yeah. We need all the information we can get. Yeah. It's very, um, it's very in the background this entire season. Elvis is sort of haunting not haunting. I don't want to be disrespectful, <laughs> but he's sort of like a, a spirit in the background of this entire season. Yeah. A specter. Yes, that's a much better uh, word. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a specter casting you know a shadow over this entire season, and um, with that in mind, with the ghost of Elvis sort of you know over <laughs> our heads, would you ever want to talk about what we came here to talk about, which is the Winter House finale and yes. reunion? Let's do it. The end has come for Winter House. The end has come. Um, this episode, you know, just. Up front, I want to say I found a lot of um, sort of Christmas cheer in this episode. <laughs> I like, you, you know, did? yeah, yeah, um, like Schwartz and Katie's uh, little um, date outside with Kyle oh, yeah. peeking out of the frosted glass, saying that's so adorable. That had sort of Christmas <laughs> energy to me. Um, also, true. also Casey and Brian finally letting um, their horniness override their sensibilities and making out passionately felt a little you know like a mistletoe you know type kissing (laughs) event yeah it just felt that was a win for him that was a huge win for brian i was so i was stunned when that happened i think that's probably my favorite moment besides seeing schwartz and katie's um like love blossom like or or, you know like they really seem great but also brian and casey making out finally that was so fun i never uh, imagined that would happen I know. I was happy for him. Um, you know what was not Christmasly? Can I guess? Any <laughs> sure. anything related to Danielle? <laughs> yeah, she was not um, sharing. <laughs> no, she didn't give Jordan a gift. She didn't give Alex a gift. Well, they. I mean, they both gave each other the gift of sex one last time. Alex and Danielle. That's true. They made love in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Uh, Danielle, I would say, if we're extending this Christmas metaphor, she was not extending Christmas cheer at all in this house. Yeah. Also, Sam had the Christmas blues. She had the Christmas blues. Yeah, and I was just going to say, if anything, Danielle was sort of the opposite of whatever Santa would be, like almost a Grinch-esque figure in the house. <laughs> yeah, Grinch or Scrooge. Yeah, I was going to say Scrooge or, yeah. I mean, either either one. I mean, whoever <laughs> is the opposite of Santa in both of those two uh people qualify yeah do you like Scrooge Um, more than Grinch (laughs) um does 
what's the end of Grinch? His heart grows. They both they have a similar journey. He yeah, they, they, I mean they're very similar. They're they're very. <laughs> I mean, they, talk about two people who probably get along. Um, yeah, he sees the Who's all singing after he took all their presents, and they and they don't give a shit about their presents, which that can never be me. That is that was horrible. He took every single present, but they still bonded over just pure love of each other and the Christmas spirit. And then when he sees that, he says it's not all about gifts. His heart enlarges it four times. Got it. I mean, so yeah. <laughs> you know who? What a grinchy statement uh, on this episode was. Um, Corey is forced to um, define his relationship with Sam basically at gunpoint. Yes. And um, he's like, well, my mom always says shit or get off the pot. So I guess we're shitting, baby. And I was like, that's disgusting. Yeah. So that two minutes where they define their relationship and he and he makes it a metaphor about taking a huge shit. I hope <laughs> Sam has watched this now. I'm sure she has and is thinking about things, about how Corey acted. There's also yeah. a, the the, mo- the minute after. So we can just talk about the scene because it's really the most important thing that, that comes up. Sam is so yeah. upset. She, she immediately goes from fighting with Malia to just confiding in Malia that she is so upset. Mm-hmm. She has no idea what happened before her. She has no idea what Corey has done. He's not defining the relationship. She's just so upset about it. So Corey has to go in there to, to console her. And she goes, I guess I want to define the relationship uh, now, you know, will you tell me what are we? And he goes, well, I guess technically we're boyfriend and girlfriend, right? <laughs> and she goes, yeah, yeah right? He, he says, technically, I guess we are. Yeah. And then he's like, that felt so high school, like so lame that you even had to do that. And she's like, I know that's why I didn't want to. And it's like so sad. Yeah, it was really sad. I mean, I think that I, I guess I think that they should have both just come to the conclusion with each other that we, you don't have to specifically label it, but we're just not fucking other people, right? Like the, right. this is a rela- this is an exclusive relationship. I feel like that's when people become boyfriend and girlfriend. Once you're exclusive, right? So I felt yeah, that and it, she clearly wants to say I love you, but is still too scared, which I, she should be. I was really sh- <laughs> she should be. I was really shocked that she hadn't said I love you to him. Yeah. I felt bad for her, but also it's like, girl, like, fuck him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he does not come off very well. I mean, he, like, in this at all. So he says, like, technically, I guess we are. Then he makes fun of her for having to define it. Then he said that was like taking a big shit. I guess me and Sam are <laughs> shitting uh, together as in a relationship. Yeah. And then when they go, when, when Sam goes, guess who's technically my boyfriend? He has this <laughs> look on his face like he's so bummed out. He goes, I was going to do it in my own time, but I guess you guys all won. Yeah, and then not to jump ahead, but at the reunion, it's clear that they're like not doing well. Like she's like so upset still and he's like in the doghouse and she brings up that it's really put a strain on their relationship and that it comes up like every day. Yeah. Um and I'm like, "Oh shit," cuz like on Instagram it always seems like she always does those carousels of their photos and like licking each other's tongues and shit. Um, and so yeah. I always thought they were like good now, but it seems like maybe watching the season back like was really bad. Yeah, I can imagine that. I mean, I I would have assumed that they said that they were in love with each other at this point. That was shocking to me. Also, I was trying to remember at BravoCon, we saw Corey mm-hmm. and he was not with Sam. Not that you always have to be with your 
partner, but he was just clearly yeah. having an alone night on a Saturday with just some other other random people that were there, Maya and right. whoever else. So I didn't see any uh, evidence of them together, but it could have just been maybe they took they did different things that night or something. But who knows? Right. I mean, it didn't. It's not. It's not. It's not a beautiful Bravo start for them. It's like one of the no. worst starts to a relationship I've ever seen. Totally. Um, also, this is a throwaway item, but there was a moment when uh, Schwartz reveals that he used to have a foot fetish, but he doesn't anymore, which I feel like um, has been a little bit implied uh, by Katie and stuff when she was like, he better lick the toe jam from my feet or whatever. Um, but he says no more. So maybe it was more her thing. Yeah, um, he well, no. So early in uh, season one or two, I remember because we did our you know our recap on Patreon. I remember Schwartz being like or hearing it. Oh, bless you, a little Christmas sneeze. Um, I um, he I remember him saying he had a foot fetish, and then it's not until later that Jax admits that he has one for stinky feet. So um, Schwartz was really the pioneer of saying foot fetish, and I wonder how he was able to resolve that, overcome. Maybe it was the yeah. one time Katie decided to actually run a mile in her shoes and came back after stepping in <laughs> and made him oh, lick. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. <laughs> Enough of that. Oh, well, oh, should I cut that out? <laughs> That's the limit. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, well, yeah. Um, so he, it seems like he's moved past. Uh, it seems like he's moved past uh, that as a, yeah, like you yeah. said. Okay. So we're kind of like breezing through, but. Already, Amanda is leaving. She's gone. She provided nothing. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, okay. I don't... Yes. I mean, I would say, objectively, you could say Amanda wasn't there long and didn't, you know, I don't know, have some vibrant moments and stuck out. But I didn't understand why she was leaving early because it felt like she left like six hours early or something. Like, or, right. I guess, was it a full day? Like, I don't know. I yeah, just, it was. Yeah, it's. I don't think she enjoyed this this winter house experience very much at all. She got hit in the head with a football. She <laughs> had to just check in on Danielle constantly, and then she had diarrhea. She had diarrhea. She was sick, and then uh, she left. Yeah, like twenty four hours before everybody else did. So I just think that her time on the show was she. She didn't. There wasn't enough time for her to make a, an impact. They had that pregnancy yeah. test thing, but one could say that they most likely probably knew that they weren't pregnant when they took that test. For sure. Um, did you like, this is another throwaway moment, but Brian's Tiger King bit? Uh, I, I <laughs> loved it. So right after Casey, um, I thought this was so sweet and fun because all these moments happen like all around each other because they're all just so drunk. But Brian's like sitting in bed with Alex and Casey comes over and she, like, on top of Alex, like, right in front of Alex, just starts making out with Brian powerfully. And then Jordan gets Alex out of there, and they just continue to make out. And then was it the next morning or after their makeout sesh that he takes her hair extensions, he puts them on, and he says, look at me, I'm just like Tiger King. Right? <laughs> Joe Exotic, baby. <laughs> Amy, I want, to, I, I have to, I want to apologize. I, I'm so sorry I said that thing about um, uh, Katie, uh, her her feet. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't mean, I, I shouldn't have said that. I, I just meant that maybe she did something really gross and that was the final straw for um, Schwartz. Is that okay? That's okay. Do you want me to cut that part out? <laughs> no. Uh, now I'm, my brain has transferred to the Carol Baskin song. Oh, oh, right. Of course. We've talked about that many Carol times, Baskin right? Carol Baskin killed her husband, whacked him. Yeah. Can't convince I, me that it didn't happen. Yeah. I, it was. Um, it seems like a lot of the things that we talk about start to uh, 
come alive in the universe, right? It's true. We're manifesting. Yeah, so we manifested that. Then also, um, so in addition to Casey and Brian kissing, Corey and Sam, you know, becoming boyfriend and girlfriend, uh, Schwartz decides, which this was a complete shock to me. I really thought Schwartz was going to be like, um, you know, hand, what's that metaphor again? Like withdrawn and sort of like, you know, like he had got back to his L.A. brain and thought this would all be like so shitty to view on camera once he was like scandal minded again. But no, he does the opposite. He says, I'm ready to do stuff with Katie. Like, I, I'm going to say her yeah. name. I'm going to sleep in the same bed two nights in a row. And I'm going to yeah. I, I take her on a little date outside. He apologizes for his shtick. Yes. Which was self-aware. Yeah, very self-aware. And I just, I thought, um, like, okay. So first off, we've never seen Schwartz um, flirty and charming and trying to win someone over and in a relationship where... Um, the other person really likes him because I feel like Katie and Schwartz, I mean, no offense to them, but they had loving moments, but we never saw the initial like chemistry and spark of them like coming together, you know? And so we haven't seen Schwartz in this environment, like in early stages of a potential relationship. And I thought it was really sweet. Like him and Katie have a very good rapport. Yeah. He said that she reminds him why he likes himself, which is nice. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That was really sweet. He said that his friends in L.A. are a crazy, toxic cesspool. <laughs> yep. Um, that I was shocked because we've referred to that friend group as that. Is like they, they have such a toxic, you know, toxic dynamics. But um, him, him saying that, I was like, damn, that's your friend group. And that's your <laughs> yeah. show. Well, especially at that time. Yes. You know? Yes, for sure. But I um, guess, you know, being with the Winter House people, he's just like, wow, there's a whole other alternate Bravo Liberty universe where things are not as like, you know, horrible and um, whatever, you know, like cheating and infidelity yeah. and stuff like the Winter House thing must have been just such a breath of fresh air it's to a, be around those a friends. revelation. Yeah. yeah. And so then after they come in from their date or whatever, he to the group, he's like, I just proposed to Katie. And she goes, I'm out of the friend zone. It was so sweet. And um, I well, uh, so later after like the next day, he says, I'm sorry for a really shitty date. Um, but I thought that date was cute. I mean, I guess, but there wasn't anything there. Like they didn't open the champagne and it was probably too cold or something. So is that why he referred to the date as shitty? He said it was shitty. Yeah. When they're leaving, when they're finally saying goodbye to each other, he goes, I want to go on a date with you in Los Angeles to make up for that really shitty date that we had last night. But I didn't think it was shitty. I wonder if they cut out some moment that really sucked. I thought it was cute and sweet like Kyle did. It was short. But, yeah, it was, it was very yeah. I also love the moment where Schwartz and Katie are kind of scampering arm in arm out to go on their date. And Kyle sees them and it's like he <laughs> catches them in a moment and he goes, arms locked. I'm loving this. I thought that was a really fun <laughs> Kyle moment. He was being so yeah. sweet about them. Yeah, he's definitely like the voice of the house. Yeah. Um, at one point, uh, I think that it's like when they're like getting ready or something, but um, I just have to say this because I feel like it's been a while since there was a lot of like hidden camera stuff on this show like I feel like Summer House used to be all about that um at one point on this episode Corey puts like a towel over the camera so that they can have sex um but at one point Sam is like changing and her tits are just out and they blurred as little as humanly possible to the point that it was like shocking yeah I'm I'm glad you brought that up um (laughs) because I noticed that too just 
because it's something visually that was happening on screen, <laughs> not for any other reason. And it's like they blurred out, like I'm going to get graphic for a second. Is that okay? It's like they medical. blurred out, what? Get to the medical details. <laughs> medically, it, medically, it was like the editors blurred out maybe one single pixel around her, her nipples. I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying this in it. I'm just saying specifically so that... <laughs> So that it looked like you're just watching her completely naked. Like the amount of blurring they did was basically none. I, I've never seen them yeah. do that type of blurring before. Like I ever. Know, usually it would just be like a strip across the whole tits. But it was like literally like just the areola. Do you think that was just like a winter house like exclusive? It's like if we're going to see a bear breasts on camera, this is how we're going to blur them. That, that's the winter house uh, vibe. Cause winter house way. The warehouse way. And did Sam agree to this new <laughs> this new type of blurring nudity where it's like, you know, your full breast is basically shown? I, I, I thought that was remarkable, too. <laughs> yeah, she was like, if you're going to show them, show them. Do you think she she said that? <laughs> maybe. Um, uh, I, I, before maybe get... it's because... Sorry. Oh, oh, no, maybe no, no, it's just ahead. because um, she has... And I can say this as a woman. She has tiny titties. So maybe they decided that they were less... Um, impactful shocking than big titties <laughs> <laughs> you know what i didn't think about the tiny titty big titty um what, what's that the the sort of the spectrum itty, bitty, titty committee yeah i wasn't thinking in terms of that i just thought that they applied new principles to sam's nudity but when you put yeah. it like that where it's clearly <laughs> she's on a different end of uh you know those two breast related <laughs> spectrums that makes more sense so <laughs> rude to the big titty committee but you think so um it's like saying that they're more offensive <laughs> <laughs> but anyways yeah, you're, no, you're uh, right. oh, well can i say one thing before we move off for, oh no, sure. no i don't i want to move off from the breast uh talk and i just want to go back to casey because when she was making out with brian she goes um brian guess what you know we can make out tomorrow right and brian's like i love that i can't wait or something like that i thought that was really sweet and and Casey has a couple good moments this episode. I have to ask now that we're at the end of Winter House. Do you like slash enjoy Casey as a Bravo celebrity? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Um, I appreciated how straightforward she was in her apology to Sam like I was like great like no nonsense just be like I was being a bitch what was I thinking like because that's what I would do like just let's move past this it didn't mean anything it wasn't that deep like let's just move on 
Um, and her making out with Brian was fun. Do I need her to be a regular? No, but I wouldn't be like, oh God, she's back. Like, I definitely like her more now. Well, good. I'm, that's the answer I wanted to hear. Uh, I fully <laughs> enjoy Casey's presence on the show. Um, making out with Brian was just an added bonus, but I thought it was so funny when she was eating all that raw meat standing up and she looked oh all God. like the most hungover you've ever seen Feral. a human. Her apologies yeah. are like getting standing ovations from Andy and uh, the other people at the reunion. An apology so good that Andy says, I want you to teach other housewives how to <laughs> apologize. I, that's rare. I mean, an apology yeah. that is, just, and she already did it with Corey. She already gave him the perfect apology. Like this, this, that conflict with Sam was so nipped in the bud strategically by Casey in every single way that anytime any but he tried to bring it up again. She successfully got out of it every single time to the point where at the end, she's getting a standing O for her apology. <laughs> I mean, I think there's something remarkable about that. Totally. And I did love the moment when she was so passed out that she was just in bed with Schwartz and Katie. And Katie, I assume, is like even darker than you can imagine in there, like yes. pitch black. Because Katie's like, <laughs> like, his foot is like on Casey's face. Katie's like, what is this like big lump and it's just like she never wakes up yeah yeah she she grabs a purse and she thinks it's just a purse on the bed and then she finds out the purse is just attached to casey in their bed and then she has to yeah. pull casey out of there just fully passed out i thought that was so fun too all of this it's really like i mean i really did feel like last night energy from this like they yeah. got pizza they went to the bar they were all partying whoever wanted to hook up hooked up like there was a lot of like finality to this like a lot of closure yeah. there and then danielle provided her own sort of closure which is just finally going toe-to-toe -to -toe <laughs> with jordan about jordan potentially flirting it finally just came to a head and she finally had to scream yeah. at, at jordan there was almost violence almost violence um danielle kept Did saying you something see, like um sorry did you see alex's face when she stormed in alex was like i don't even know what he was doing he was just sort of like hugging up on jordan like they were kind of like yeah. joking around and being touchy-feely and danielle like busts in the middle of them and alex is like it, his reaction is in slow motion he's like what yeah oh, oh yeah he hadn't <laughs> like this this was his worst nightmare this was the thing that he was trying to avoid but um he didn't i don't i don't know i mean his flirting with jordan they're flirting with each other i'm not just putting it fully on him they're flirting with each yeah. other did get egregious uh, you know mm -hmm. uh, uh, towards the end i mean i yeah. respect their friendship and their camaraderie but it's just it's kind of like almost ridiculous after you've already seen how danielle acts to think that that's justifiable after you've been sleeping with her i mean they just got done her and danielle i think had sex like that night or you know mm -hmm. he's continuing to have sex with her despite all of these he thinks red flags that he's seeing that are making him want to right. withdraw, but he's continuing to have sex with her. So it's like at a certain point yeah. you do have to change your pattern. If the same result keeps happening every time, you know what I sure. mean? Sure. And same for her. If you keep getting pissed off at him, then stop fucking him. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm not, I'm yeah, you're right. You're right. There is some, there is some onus on Danielle. Sorry. I'm having a little bit of a dog uh, issue oh, right now. One, one second. One it was second. kind of like, um, the uh, Ciara, um, uh, Lindsay Hubbard thing where uh, when Austin came to town and Hub House was just all over his dick, even though he had just had a bad situation with Ciara. Yes. Um, and yeah, it's like, you know what's going on. So just be mindful. Um, but 
Danielle busts in. She's like, if you were a cool girl, you wouldn't always be flirting and on top of someone who you know is fucking me. Yeah. And she's like, can you talk to him? Like, this is his yeah. problem, not mine. Yes. Um, and she's like, you know I'm fucking this man and you still shake your ass in front of him. Yeah. She <laughs> says, I will eat you alive. And Jordan <laughs> goes, well, I'm standing right here and you're not even close to eating me. Right? <laughs> Yeah, she's like, you're really fucking lucky. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so this, this, I mean, you know, this was, I guess, you know, uh, you could imagine that this was going to happen eventually. Danielle was just drunk and mad enough to go after Jordan. And um, it doesn't get really resolved because Danielle's apology is more like the next day. She's kind of like, sorry that had to happen, but what the <laughs> hell were you doing with Alex? You know what I mean? I know. I was like, surely this is going to be her hat in hand. Like, that was ridiculous. I'm so sorry. I should not have responded that way. And she goes, instead, she's like, I really hated how last night went. Why were you flirting with him like that? Right. <laughs> Do you think Jordan was like, like, what is Jordan's... Um motive well, i mean do you think she's being unnecessarily flirty with alex or do you like how do you feel about jordan's intentions with what she is doing with alex is this like friendly but yeah friendly flirty or i want to yeah, keep this guy on the sidelines in case i, think I it's want him? friendly flirting but also since danielle has now treated her poorly about this i think she's kind of like well fuck you then i'm gonna keep doing this if you're gonna be insane right yeah, and, and also, uh, in Jordan's defense, you know, Danielle said one of the meanest things in the world to her like two days ago about how she's providing no energy to the household because she doesn't have a man that has a crush on her or whatever. Right. So. Yeah, Danielle handled it all wrong. Like, she could have just been like, hey, like, I'm feeling really insecure. Like, I've been in a long-term relationship for many years. I don't really know how to handle this. Um, I'm vibing with Alex right now. Like, can you just, like, do you understand what I'm saying? You know what I mean? But yeah. instead she was like, bitch, I'll fucking eat you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so really like, um, everything was sort of, um, like so, sort of a happy ending to the winter house, um, you know, chapter or, or, you know, season, mostly everyone has sort of a fun moment. Schwartz and Katie, Brian and Casey, uh, Sam and Corey, you could say subjectively, <laughs> that was a, a happy ending. Um, and then Danielle and Jordan uh, and Alex just have sort of a rift that ends their time and it doesn't get resolved. So it's almost right. like that's why we, we had to have a reunion because otherwise, mm -hmm. I don't know how much uh, it was a necessity to have a reunion for Winterhouse. That's something I wanted to ask no. you about once we're, once we're ready to talk about the reunion, if we are. Yeah, Um no, an hour was kind of a lot. There wasn't that much to cover. The last thing I want to say about the episode before we go to the reunion is the last thing that Floody and Schwartz say to each other. Um, they're saying how they're going to meet up again in L.A. And she goes, you owe me a trip to Universal Studios and whatever Jumbo's is. And he's like, well, you'll find out. And I was like, oh, shit. So now when we go to Jumbo's, we have to look out for Schwartz. And now whenever I go to Schwartz and Sandy's or TomTom, Tom, I should wear my Jumbo's clown room hat so that he'll talk to me for like an hour. Yes, that's true. Um, I've never been to Jumbo's clown room. Is it fun? <gasps> it's awesome. Do you think, I don't know how different girlies are about like 
it's okay for people that don't know in LA it's a strip mall uh like divey I won't call it a strip club because they don't strip they stay um like it's almost like burlesque like they're like punk rock strippers um but they don't get nude I think it's topless or maybe they were like pasties um whenever I go there I'm like so drunk sorry guys I am uh trouble but uh it's really fun the girls are really cool and aspirational they play cool music um it'll be like either like hair metal or like hole or like um you know they're just like cool chicks and so they feel very empowered um and it's like not depressing the way i think a regular strip club is where you're like i feel bad for them this is demeaning like this sucks i wish they didn't have to do this um with them i'm like oh i feel like they're gonna kick my ass like they're cooler than me they probably make more money than me they're awesome and it's really fun cool Wow. Well, I want to go. I want to go someday. And I love that Schwartz loves it. And I do think you should wear a Jumbo's Clown Room hat next time to foster a conversation. Totally. He would, a Coors Light and a Jumbo's hat, I'd be like, I could eat him up. You totally could. Imagine if we went to Jumbo's Clown Room or separately and we saw Tom and Katie just sitting there on a date having the time of their lives. Oh, that'd be so cute. I would freak out. Yeah. Oh, I, I did want to say one last thing before we also go to the reunion is that I like when Schwartz did his uh, recap of how uh, him and Alex became best friends when he was like, I sort of lost my very best friend Sandoval during Scandoval. And yeah. I've really loved me and Alex's friendship. And then their montage of their friendship moments was actually so <laughs> funny. It's like you took my yeah. breath away. Like they actually had <laughs> such good camaraderie as to, you know, just like I don't know if he'd ever met him before this. I don't I don't know right. if he had. And they, they were just so, their personalities meshed so well. They were so funny together. Yeah, I feel like the only time I even enjoyed Alex was in that dynamic. Damn, I'm not so down on, on Alex like you are. I, I know he's, I know he's hurting people's hearts and breaking hearts and, and not adhering to the rules of sexual relationships. But um, I thought he had a good personality and he was fun. Yeah. I, he's not my favorite. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Is he in your is he in your bottom two? Um, no. I just like I didn't feel that his personality shone too much outside of him just being constantly horny. Okay. Um, which I felt like got a little boring, but um, maybe right, he'll grow yeah. on me. Okay. Well, no. Yeah. Um, I mean, no problem if he doesn't. I I understand. Um. So <laughs> I guess to lead us into the reunion talk. Um. So the reunion. This was sort of um, unprecedented in terms of a modern Bravo show that gets a clubhouse reunion for 42 minutes. That's that's yeah. what it was. It's an it's a it's an hour, but 42 minutes. So, I mean, that's like a watch what happens live almost like just bring them all on. And, you know, yeah. I mean, I don't know what I don't know who if it was a last minute decision to have a reunion, if they knew they just had to resolve the Alex uh, Jordan uh, Danielle dynamic and maybe the Sam dynamic. But mm -hmm. I don't know. Just what, what do you think was going on for why this? I mean, it doesn't necessitate a two part reunion, but then you ask, does it necessitate any reunion? Right. Well, I still have not cut the cord. So I watch on regular TV. So I recorded it. And they do this all the time uh, with Watch What Happens, but Winter House was two hours and this was just built in. Oh, right, right. So right. it just like automatically recorded it. Um, 
I think they were probably like, hey, like we would usually have a watch what happens here for 30 minutes. Let's make it an hour because it's leading straight in. Um, Mm -hmm. We have Schwartz, you know, like, I don't know. It must, I feel like that must mean that Winterhouse did pretty well. I haven't looked into it, but. I I mean, I think so. I think the fact that it got a reunion for the first time is a, um, a mark of quality for sure. Um, did you, did you have moments that you, that you appreciated from the, the reunion? Was there anything that you were glad to see? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the Schwartz of it all is like the most fun because we haven't really had like access to him. Um, at one point he reveals that he has baby fever real bad. Yeah. He wants a I was baby. A- yeah. Me, me too. Actually. He wants a baby ASAP. I also was thinking, like, all of a sudden, because they kept the Schwartz and Katie dynamic so under wraps and never really teased it, they didn't even tease that he was, like, coming back to Winterhouse after Scandaval. Like, they really kept, I was like, are we going to be, Is it? could it possibly be revealed that Katie and Tom are just dating, like, now? Because, <laughs> I don't know, if, I guess we would have learned at BravoCon, possibly, but I, if mm-hmm. they would have just announced, like, hey, we've actually been dating this entire time, I wouldn't have been surprised, just from right. how well they left things. Yeah, they said on here that they talk sporadically. Yeah. Uh, and when he did talk about having baby fever, he was like, but who knows when that will happen because I still have to meet a whole new person. And it was kind of awkward because she was right next to him. Yeah. Um, and uh, Kyle and Amanda were talking about their journey and if how quickly they're going to do it. And the conversation <laughs> ended with Andy looking at them and being like, I think you're good to wait. Yeah. <laughs> Why did he say it's that? like, burn yeah why, why do you think he, <laughs> he he said that but also andy waited until he was like 50 so maybe that's his point of view of like he respects party boys partying for as long as possible yeah maybe yeah that's that's possibly what he meant i guess i don't know it's, it sounded like <laughs> you just added his like commentary sort of unnecessarily you know yeah. to their relationship but i don't know i mean i guess that's just his that's his actual take on it yeah um, so yeah, I feel like the, um, none of the Danielle shit really got resolved. Um, it was kind of just like the same, like she was like, I'm pissed. Danielle was like, I regret nothing. Alex was like, still doesn't really care. Um, yeah. I was trying to see if I feel like Andy was a little more on Alex's side. Cause again, he is pro, I think, uh, free love. Yeah, yeah. He said he led the conversation by saying, "So Danielle, it's safe to say that you're not a fan of casual hookups, right?" <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like in um, as I've said before, I'm rewatching Roni season three, and uh, when uh, Kelly is like anti one night stand, she like morphs it, bastardizes the idea of a one night stand into calling it like unsafe sex. <laughs> yeah. and at the reunion they all have to be like you can use protection during a one night stand it's not like that and she was like i'm pro safe sex and it's like yeah everyone is you freak right <laughs> yeah who yeah who's a pro unsafe sex <laughs> um but yeah so that situation was just kind of like okay whatever danielle was like it's a respect thing which i get but you know it's kind of like beating a dead horse at this point Right. I don't um, think that they will come to a, like, they, they just have a complete difference of opinions about what happened, you know, at the house. Yeah. And Amanda, Andy is messy and asks Amanda what she thinks about it. And she's like, 
having a friends with like a friend with benefits is just inherently messy. And she was like, that's why I don't do that. I mean, she's married, but I guess historically, right. um, it is kind of like you have to be a strong, strong in your convictions to have a relationship like that. Like Samantha on sex in the city or something. Cause like if you get offended by the blurred lines of that relationship, then maybe you shouldn't engage in those types of relationships. Right. You know? Y- yeah. Yeah, I think it's just, I mean, that was, the, that's the main conflict of the entire season. And I think it's just not a big enough deal to where anybody really needs to, you know, have a strong resolution on it. It just is like, okay, we're obviously not going to date after this. You know, we didn't right. have a good time. We didn't have right. fun at all, ultimately. Right. Hooking up. Not worth it. Yeah. Um, um, I thought it was interesting when Corey was, when Sam was sort of re-mad at Mal- uh, Malia Um, you know, which I was like, you guys resolve this. Um, you know, but she was like, there's even more like spitting into mouths that you didn't see on camera, which I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. good. Um, but then she goes, uh, uh, Corey goes, which I, I've never heard this before, but Malia's like, I didn't want to have anything to do with Corey. You're flattering yourself or whatever. And Corey goes, Malia, you would have fucked me if you could. That was insane. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? You're telling her that she absolutely would have had sex with you when she said she wouldn't. Like why? Right. I know. And also, why say weird. that in front of your in front of your new girlfriend right next to you? It's like, <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah. like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm. It's like, uh, is there anything endearing about Corey? No. Anymore? Uh, when it was so sad that Sam was specifically brokenhearted about the spitting in the mouth because she was like, "That's our thing." She, was she like, said that. She's like, try a little harder to be me. Like, she's like, you were trying to be like me because that's our thing. We like lick each other's tongues and spit in each other's mouth. And they like, I think they showed like a montage or like a flashback of them like licking each other's tongues. Yeah. Do you know who else was spitting in mouths? Remember on Southern Charm, JT and Taylor did a little bit of sucking up tequila and spitting it into each other's mouths. This is like a new thing. I don't, I don't ever do this. Post-COVID? You think it's because people are sort of rebelling against covid consciousness so now they're so excited to be spitting drinks into each other's mouths again i guess um but yeah like i feel like sam reverted like all the work that had been done and even though she's mad at Corey, was still blaming everyone else yeah like she was still mad that jordan like knocked on his door or whatever and it's like yeah because he told everyone that he was available basically yeah so like it was weird. And then it was funny that Malia was just like in Martinique, like on a boat with like her AirPods, just like, yeah. okay, whatever. Right. Um, right. Like she didn't have to be very involved at all. She's just like listening in her AirPods, just being like, okay, I don't know what you guys want to say to me. Yeah. Did you like when uh, she was like, Andy, you should come out and do a charter. And he's like, I would love to do that off camera. He said Which, that. I- he could totally afford if anyone could. It's him. Oh yeah, for sure he could afford that. He just wouldn't <laughs> want it filmed. He said. Yeah, I mean, why would he? Right. But that would be amazing. That I mean, that would be a good episode. Yeah. It'd be, he it'd already be so- takes vacations like that. I know he in his book he always goes on a yacht with like Diane von Furstenberg and like Anderson and other people like he already lives that lifestyle but i'm like just do it for fun like just do a two-day charter for the show that would be really fun to watch yeah that would be yeah that would be fun um i need to watch below deck more to get a sense of how andy like 
what that would be like for Andy. But I guess, I mean, he'd want to bring friends, right? It couldn't just be them all like, like, uh, yeah. serving Andy food and stuff. <laughs> He's just alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, okay. The main other thing is, uh, just, they talk about Schwartz and Katie for a while. Um, at one point they call out that they hung out in LA and that when she went to go film her confessionals in LA, that she had a fat bruise on her forehead that they were implying was like from sex. Yeah. Um, and they didn't, did, did they, they didn't officially deny that, right? No, she was kind of like giggling and he goes, I took her on a little WeHo crawl. So like we could have seen them out and about, like, do you think they went to Tom Tom and sir and maybe pump depending on when it was? I, I really don't know, but I mean, yeah, it sounds like we could have been there at any time when they were walking around. That would have been wild. We wouldn't, I wouldn't have known who Katie Flood was at that, at that right. point. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, he says, uh, Schwartz is like, you know, I was just so nervous about fucking up again because when I kissed you know who, aka Rachel, I got in so much trouble and like offended everyone. And Andy was like, Schwartz. How many times do we have to go over this? Katie only told you that you're not allowed to hook up with who? And he goes, people in the friend group. And he's like, okay. <laughs> like he yeah, and, to, like, and then he said, is Katie in your friend group? And he and he goes, no. It was, yeah, that was, that was great. That was a good moment of, yeah. of Andy he's injecting like, but his she, opinion. She is in the Bravo universe, which I guess I understand that a little bit. Because like, it's not a totally anonymous person and it will be on camera and whatever um but then schwartz says that katie maloney is a fan of floody yeah i like that i mean who who wouldn't be katie katie flood has not done one like weird mean shitty thing like her entire time like she's only been nice sweet funny liked schwartz like there's just nothing bad about her at all yeah um but yeah i mean We've come to an end on Winter House. It feels, it was a good, I think it was like a perfect length. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I think it would have worn out its welcome if it was like two more episodes. It'd be like, okay, you know, how long can you guys have this much stuff going on in the in the Winter House? I, it felt, felt the perfect amount of time. And for me, I mean, it was very fun the entire, all the way through. Was it nine episodes? Not, and I think the reunion was ten? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, it felt good. I mean, it was, I mean, for me, uh, for me personally, you know, I did, I just thought it was so fun. It's, it's such a party centric show where they don't want things to get too heavy. Um, you know, like Summer House originally was just about partying with your friends. So Winter House yeah. is that same ethos. So I really love that. And I loved seeing Schwartz at this particular time in his life where he got to have this like oasis in the midst of like the worst time of his life, you know? With, yeah. with Scandaval. So that was also great as a time capsule. And seeing him with Katie, where like seeing a future with someone who really loves him and that he like respects was, was interesting to watch. For sure. Um, no, it was cute. It was low key. Um, I liked it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I did. I liked it. I liked every single episode. I thought it was so fun. Um, I think it's a different thrill that I get watching Winter House where it's just you're watching the under 42s party their ass yeah. off and, and hook up with each other potentially. And there's a little bit of conflict there if someone likes two people at the same time or whatever. But it's all very low level, fun, vicarious party energy that you're watching. Yeah. So like that's checked off our list. I feel like 
Salt Lake will be done in the beginning of the year. Yeah, um, I think, uh, yeah, because I think next week, you, you watch Salt Lake City, next week is the yeah. finale, I think, right? Is uh, it? Or is it? Are they going to put it on pause for the holidays? Oh, I'm not. Oh, oh, you're right. I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, I did not watch. Full disclosure, I did not watch Salt Lake City yet. Um, I was at Poor Things at Alamo Draft House for about <laughs> eight hours yesterday, so I didn't see that or um, Beverly Hills. But I think Salt yeah. Lake City is, is ending. Well, four episodes with the reunion, so probably you're right. Like early next year. Yeah. Um. um yeah. The main thing. Uh. You know, we'll talk about it later. But speaking of blurring titties. Uh, Whitney's tits get blurred a lot in this episode uh, and then um, she runs after Heather in the parking lot which was in the preview but she says that Heather exploited her vagina in her book oh yeah so um, more I to actually, come on that yeah I, I actually I did catch the last like eight minutes of that episode because it was on before Winter House <laughs> and I am so upset with Whitney for finally reading the book and pretending like she's just hearing these things for the first time about herself. She is so awful to Heather, which is something I've said this entire season. She really yeah. is just coming for Heather. Like, she wants Heather dead, metaphorically. Like, I feel like she wants Heather fired off the show just because she wants to be the number one snowflake holder. Bad Mormon. And she, <laughs> bad Mormon. And she thinks that Heather is, like, taking the spotlight and is more beloved than her. It's like... It's awful to watch. Heather was yeah, her ride just, or die loyal cousin. It's ridiculous to put yourself out there so boldly sexually. And then when someone else doesn't want to do the same to claim that they're shaming you for it. It's yeah. like, you're the one that talks about sex all the time. Like that's yes. kind of your thing. Right. So yeah. I, I, it's very it's, weird. It was worst case scenario for me giving Whitney um, kudos for finally reading the book and then you make it a storyline against Heather, which is just awful. So I need to, I'm going to watch that. I also heard Beverly Hills was good. Um, any, it was good. Any little <laughs> teaser you could provide me for people who maybe haven't watched yet. And I could be just like uh, them where I'm learning from you. Well, first of all, there's more Kim. She's at this event again, oh, which that's all is I need great. She has a pretty funny, uh, line where she breaks the tension uh i won't spoil it it's funny though um and then one of the guests of this party is bill burr's wife bill burr the comedian yeah his wife yeah who is like uh her name is nia um and she starts up some ruckus about magic mike she is kind of down to clown she's like so i heard someone here didn't like magic mike can we talk about it <laughs> Are they setting Bill Burr's wife up as a friend of? Maybe. I mean, Whoa. she was entertaining to me. Uh and I had seen I've seen some stuff of her online before um where she like there's a photo of her like flipping off Donald Trump um like at an event. Um Whoa. so I've always been like, "Oh, his wife is cool." <laughs> wow. Um, Will Bill but, Burr um, be on it then? <laughs> maybe. Maybe he can hang out with Mauricio and PK. Bill Burr as a house husband on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills would be sort of interesting. I don't know too much about him. I saw him on The he, Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah, I know he's okay. a humorous man. I, I couldn't, I don't know his comedy very well, but I feel like he'd bring a compelling energy to as a house husband on Beverly Hills. Yeah, maybe he can take Michael Rappaport's place uh, in the clubhouse. 
Yeah, I mean that would be that would be very interesting. I don't know if the Bravo universe could have Bill Burr and Michael Rappaport at the same time. Yeah, um, and then Sutton again. It, it keeps coming up where I'm like, whenever she talks, it makes no sense, and I'm like, are you drunk? Like, what is happening? So she uh, at one point there's drama, and Dorit says something she doesn't like, and she goes. Um, why did you bring it up? 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 I lost count. She said it so many times, so, even more times than name them. Another sort of name esque moment where she repeats one thing over and over again that happens. It was like over 10 times. What does she say over and over again? Why did you bring it up? Why did you bring it up? Over <laughs> and over again. Okay. All right. I'm, then, I'm tantalized. Yeah. Then she does like a a speech that makes no fucking sense. Everyone is like rolling their eyes and like confused. They're doing the full Winona Ryder confused thing where she's talking about her accomplishments and she uses the word accomplished like 400 times and there's a Kyle impression. Um, And then can I ask a question? Is the Kyle impression bad or good? (laughs) It's fine. It's not like, um, it's not extremely dedicated. It's kind of like off the cuff in a confessional, you know? Yeah. Um, and then it's of... like full Denise versus um, Erica. Wow. So Denise is like really uh, in it this season. Um, well, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. I'm intrigued. Uh, obviously I'll be watching it and you just teed it up to <laughs> my expectations being very high. Um, I'm, I'm loving this season of Beverly Hills. I'm like, we were, we were, we were, you and I collectively were like sad after Vanderpump Rules and we were saying, will Bravo ever be good again? Can it ever get this good? But Salt Lake City is fucking ripping. Like yeah. one of the best seasons of Bravo I've ever seen. I love this season. Beverly Hills is starting off great. Southern Charm, I know they're only talking about one thing over and over again, but Southern Charm is good. Yeah. You know, I mean, so we're, we're living in a golden era, I think right now. Yeah. And then, uh, Vanderpump coming soon and the dissolution desolation uh dissolution yeah of, oh what's the word yeah the desolation of smog was the second hobbit film <laughs> of um, uh hub rad house oh i i keep forgetting that they haven't given us a summer house trailer yet and that's supposed <laughs> to be premiering just after vanderpump give summer house some love i think they're still they must still be like editing this shit to have the carl Lindsay stuff yeah. in it but you're right. I'm. I'm. You've said it before. I'm just almost as intrigued as season eleven Vanderpump Rules just to see the, the the fall of Rat House. Like we've talked about, yeah. that'll be amazing. That's coming in January too, probably right, or, yeah. or maybe February, like two weeks yeah. after Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, and now I'm kind of afraid because I was already I'm already down on Danielle for taking Lindsay back, but after the season of this unbecoming season of Winter House, I'm like, oh, am I just gonna fully turn on her and she she's gonna be my enemy now? No, you never will. Danielle will always get back in your good graces. I think um, I she don't just had. Okay, all right. Well, we'll we'll see. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't begrudge Danielle for going off. Um, for going off on what happened. She was just drunk and sad, which is a horrible combination. Sure, but it made me through. question her judgment, which was already in question for forgiving Lindsay after what she did to her. All right. Well, can Danielle ever be good again to Amy and I? Uh, find out when we More recap Summer House this season. I was trying to think very last minute. I was just trying to think of if there was anything to meme about the why'd you bring it up 
um, Sutton when her saying it over and over again. And I was trying to equate it to Olivia talking about Elvis, but I don't really have a good meme that I could think of that could incorporate Sutton's new refrain. So right. maybe that's something we could workshop after. Yeah, I'll think about it. Like when your friend <laughs> wants to talk about Elvis and you talk for two hours about it, and then it says Sutton, well, then why'd you bring it up? Why'd you bring it up? Why'd you bring it up? Right? Is that too is that too wordy? It's like when you're trying to talk about the Beatles and she brings up Elvis. Then why'd you bring it up? Then why'd you bring it up? Right? Is there some merit to those? Yeah, we have to figure out a hook that's a little better, but I think we sure. can get there. But you, you, there's something there, right? I think so. Okay, good. All right. Well, we. This is um. You know, I just want to say to you know our little turtle cuties. This was a bonus, right? I mean, it's only going to be an hour and five minutes. It's just because we didn't want to wait two weeks to talk about Winter House. You know, it was it's it was a big part of our lives. We wanted to recap it. We were available on Riverside. You know, we put on our Santa yeah. hats, and we just wanted to give you a little extra. But I would really probably consider, you know, Wednesday's episode as like our holiday, beautiful, fun episode. And this is kind of just pretend this is tacked on to that last one. You know what I mean? Just a little bit of a, a bonus, right? Yep. Holiday bonus plus two Patreons will be available Christmas Day and New Year's Day. And then we'll be back at it January 5th will be yeah. our next new regular episode. Yes. So Little Turtle Cuties, you have a little bit of a, you know, a week to wait before we come back. But our Villa Rosa VIPs are eating, um, eating <laughs> it up uh, over the holidays. Yeah. Christmas Day and New Year's Day. We're not stopping for anything. We've got those episodes locked and ready no to crumbs. be listened to. They're eating no crumbs. Um, <laughs> but our Little Turtle Cuties, unfortunately, you can't have us uh, for Christmas unless you pay $5 on Patreon. I'm sorry. It yeah. just has to be how it is. I will say, as a podcast listener, it's bleak out there. I'm going to oh, for... have to start listening to some audiobooks. Whoa. So we're in a little bit of a podcast <laughs> drought? Yeah, everyone's going home for the holidays. Okay. Well, I'll say, definitely judge us based off Wednesday's episode. And then, you know, you know what I mean? Don't, don't put I too much stock. I thought this was strong. Oh, good. All right. Well, good. Well, I always, <laughs> I'm always pretty negative on how we did after, but there were some moments. I really regret saying that thing about... Um, Katie's feet and I'm debating whether I'm going to edit that out. Do you th- You're not going to edit it out. I just thought it was disgusting. I'm so sorry. I, and I, I don't think I shouldn't have never said what I said. I should have said another dirty analogy and I'm worried about it. But you don't think it's edit outable? You, or you don't think I should? No, you should definitely leave it in. It's okay, I'm sorry now. that I, I, I'm sorry that I said that. And I think it was, it was, <laughs> I think actually the, there was a little bit of a glitch in the audio on Riverside and I didn't actually say that thing, oh, yeah. that specific thing. So that, you might have heard something different, Amy, than what I said. And I think our little turtle cuties did as well. Um, <laughs> can I say, can I just see one, one second if you can hear um, um, a, a little media clip in your ears? Can I just test that for one yeah. second? Okay. All right. What one second? It's loading. I'm. Oh my gosh. Okay. Riverside is such a bummer. Oh. oh wow. Something's coming up. Oh no. I don't know what that is. Okay. Uh, All right. Never mind. Okay. Of course. This. Did, oh, you heard that? Is that is that TMZ? Yeah. Yeah. That was a transition to say this episode is over, and then I wanted to do this one other thing that's not working. Oh. Oh, it's sorry. It's cheering. Oh, it was gonna. I was gonna. Oh, okay. Riverside is so uh, well. Sorry, I, I'm not gonna talk shit about it, but this cheering what we option, pay for it. It's yeah, not spawn. We, right. <laughs> okay. 
That was it. I just I wanted a little bit of a round of applause to celebrate Amy and I's you know year. This is the last episode of the year for our you know little turtle cuties. We love you so much, and thank you for being a part of the turtle time journey. I think I can speak for Amy when I say we are coming back um, better than ever. Our adult year. This was our little you know childish whimsy, like you said, but we are coming yeah. back strong in 2024, right? Yeah, rested. And ready to jump into what I would call our high season. Yes, for sure. Yeah, and, and Turtle Time's not ending in 2024, right? <laughs> if we we can survive, I think we can make it past. But I'm already planning on a... I assume that Vanderpump, if it adheres to the normal schedule, will be done at like end of May. Yeah. And I have a trip planned in June. And I'm like, that's when my break will be because we're going to be run ragged by then. Oh, I can't even imagine the things that will have happened by then. Who, <laughs> who knows where we'll be and what the universe will be like. All right. Well, Amy, thank you for taking the time. Um, Little Turtle Cuties, thank you for listening. I hope we did Winter House justice because it was a good season of television and very fun. And we're going to leave you now um, with hopefully sweet thoughts uh, and beautiful dreams. And then we'll see you back in 2024. Right? Yes. Happy holidays and happy new year. Okay. Happy New Year, everyone. We're leaving now. Bye. Bye. This one's for you tonight. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.